Kept you waiting, huh? We have returned. Welcome back, everybody, to Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0. With me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl. And also, we have the return of the staunch man, the Irish Bulldog, the legend himself, Alex will be on this episode as well oh my god it feels good to be back lads it feels good to be back this has been a long time coming i uh, apologize for the delay in episode i know it's been a while since i've been on here i actually checked during the recording when was uh, the last episode was uploaded the 12th of may which is an absolute disgrace considering today is the 2nd of June, or at least it will be uh, when this episode gets released. So I am so happy to be back recording because this show was neglected for far too long. And uh, it's not like I haven't neglected other podcasts before, but I, wanna, I wanted to make sure it didn't happen to this one because this has definitely been one of the uh, best received ones that I've ever done. But we are back with so much to talk about today. That's the great thing about... Uh, you know, leaving a bit of a gap between episodes is that we've had a lot to catch up on between the news of Metal Gear Solid returning to our consoles, Mortal Kombat 1, the new universe of Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, starting up again, Tekken 8 we delve into a little bit. We even talked about the whole Philip Schofield angle, which was something I never thought I would ever say. But we, there's not much we didn't talk about on this episode, but regardless of the topic, it was just great to be back recording again. Uh, I can safely say now that you can expect episodes every Friday once again, whether it's me and Alex or just me or, you know, who knows? I might get someone else on here as well. Uh, you know, watch this space with that. But uh, yeah, just wanted to give that little intro before we get into the interview and also just to let everyone know that, of course, I am back streaming over on YouTube most weeknights with Clone United so if you're a fan of FIFA career mode and you like watching stuff like that over on YouTube then go over to the Straight Outta Clone YouTube channel I will leave a link in the uh, description of the podcast and you can click on that and go over and check that out but before you do that make sure you check out this fantastic episode with Alex which starts right about now Alex welcome back to the show it's good to be back. I tell you what, I can actually say the exact same thing because uh, I have not done an episode, Alex. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. So I'm actually just checking now on my phone. So, okay. A few seconds ago, I couldn't find the fucking record button on Zoom. And <laughs> I couldn't find Spotify there for a second on my phone. So the last episode I did was on the 12th of May. Oh, wow. So it's been a while. And uh, I've been bugging you to get a session in. Uh, for a while I made that sound like we were doing like a gym session we're doing the fucking complete opposite sitting down and talking shite yeah. but uh, I wanted to get a recording session in uh, with ages and it's only now that we're getting to do it and holy shit do we have a lot to catch up on I know lots happen will we get into the big stuff uh, we will the most exciting stuff so before I get into this right yeah I remember a few weeks ago when I went in uh, to your house when your internet wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And I went in to show you something that I thought would be by far the biggest thing we would have to talk about on this episode. Yes. And whilst that's still something I do want to talk about and we will talk about, it managed to be, in my opinion at least, outshined. Uh, yeah. Can you believe it? Metal Gear Solid is back. Yeah. But not only is it back, we're getting a fucking remake of three and the original, you know, classic three games of 
the PS1, 1998, Metal Gear Solid, Sons of Liberty, and Snake Eater will all be available to play on the PS5. Alex, what are your thoughts? I'm so fucking happy. Like, I'm so happy not to be disappointed oh. by, by Konami. Um, I, ever since, ever since that pachinko machine shit, Ever since Silent, uh, ever since Silent Hill Hills was cancelled, mm. I've been so fucking disappointed with that company. And now to actually get something from them, it, I'm like a starved dog. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready with like an abusive owner. Konami's my abusive owner, and uh, they've just they've just come in and gave us like a slab of like big hunking meat, Uh and I am so, I am so excited. I'm so, we have to all, like the, the first thing I said is, we are all going to sit around on release day and play it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I really, really wish Porig was on here to talk about it. Now, obviously, me and you both have spoken to him, you know, separately about the, um, you know, the, 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 the big news. But it was funny. He sent me a message at about like, it was like one o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. And, I had to be in Cork City early the next day and I just wasn't sleeping. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to stay up and I'll, I'll get the bus into the city. I'll come back home then and I'll, I'll you know, just have a nap in the afternoon. But I, I went into my WhatsApp and Porg had sent me a message and it was a trailer for Metal Gear Solid. And this was like three hours after it was released, mm. but it only had like 5,000 views. Yeah. So I'm here thinking like, oh, okay, I'm about to get Rickrolled. So... <laughs> I'm watching the whole thing and like nothing's really going in because I'm waiting for the punchline and then it ended and I was like yeah. hang on a second so I watched it back and I, I realized this is real yeah like it, this is insane. actually happening I I know <laughs> I thought I was so confused by the start as well it, originally I thought it was like when I was watching the trailer because it's called Metal Gear Solid Delta mm. Snake Eater I didn't see the Snake Eater part Yeah. so I thought that they were like remaking like the first Metal Gear you know mm-hmm. like a really old stuff and I was getting excited over that and then I realized it was Metal Gear Solid 3 and I pretty much shat my pants um, when I realized that I was excited anyway at the prospect of like any remake of any Metal Gear Solid game, yeah. Um, but that just sent me into overdrive, like, oh, uh, and I, I think three is definitely the most worthy. I, I, no, I, I think so as well. I think when yeah. you, when you look back at the uh, the stories of all three games and you think of like the way modern gaming is now, I think of things like The Last of Us or mm-hmm. you know, really complex kind of stories like that not that not that snake eater is complex to the point where it's confusing but it's you know there's there's a lot there to kind of be working with and i think in terms of the style of storytelling that people kind of praise now i think three definitely fits the mold best for a 2023 remaster or remake yeah definitely i think i i always think back to the time that we booted up we we had just played replayed two ps2 yeah, and it holds up on the PS2 definitely so well. And then we put on three, and it didn't hold up as well on the PS2. It looked so so bad. Yeah, 
Anyway. Okay, no, sorry. Let me take that back. Not yeah. bad in comparison to two. It it, yeah. it paled. It it, it it didn't age good. Um, now, just just before we continue, it wasn't Spider Man two levels of bad, but you no, know, no, still. <laughs> it, it uh, um yeah. So like for us today, it's only the like PS three um kind of HD collection that we can play. That that's the only version we can play three. Yeah, and that's that's well and good, but a full remake is just a, it's a whole different ball game. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I I I think that um just just on that as well, you mentioned the oh my god, like I always get the word wrong the the pachinko is that what it's pachinko. called? Pachinko. Pachinko. Yeah. I think I just said I just think I just can combine that word with Pikachu there. Now that I think yeah. about it. Anyways, um. I remember when was it? Was it like 2019 we saw that? Yeah, I think 28, maybe 2018. 2018, yeah. I remember seeing it a few years ago. What's the actual story behind that? Like, what's like, why was that made? What was the purpose of it? And like, you know, because obviously that's what I've seen compared to this, you know, new Delta game that we'll be getting. Like, what's the actual backstory of that machine? So, pachinko machines are like gambling machines. Okay. Right. But there's like kind of like a gameplay aspect to it. Like it's not just gambling. Yeah. It's like there's so you're you know, you're picking your slots and you're you're still it's like a slot machine almost. And mm. you're still like rolling, but in the background there's like a like gameplay going on, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, or like cutscenes or things going on. So, you know, Konami at that point, had just lost Kojima, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my theory is that they had loads of leftover stuff from a planned remake of Metal Gear Solid 3, but that mm-hmm. was from when Kojima was on the team. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't finish it. So they just used it in the pachinko machine to cash out, you know, just to get money from it. Yeah. Um, and... It was made on the engine that Metal Gear Solid 5 was made on. Right? Okay. Um, so it looked really good. And it was like, uh, I, if I memory serves me well, it was like leaked as like, oh my goodness, we're getting a Metal Gear Solid the remake. And then it came out that it was a pachinko machine and everybody got really pissed off. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the story behind that. And this is... And this is at a point as well where like they cancelled a lot of big games <clears throat> be coming out. Uh, there was meant to be another part to Metal Gear Solid Five as well. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, another chapter that would like close off. Um, like Liquid, because li- you know Liquid is a Metal Gear Solid Five, and he like ran away with the Salanthropus and. Uh, the, that that was like going to close off that kind of chapter of Liquid Story. Yeah. Um, but no, and and it, and it was meant to be released with the full game, but it never got done. So I think they were planning to release it as like DLC. But um, yeah, Kojima fired. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember seeing it. I remember it was. I think it was you actually showed me, and uh, hmm. or maybe it was Paul. It was one of the two of you anyway. But like, it was just such a. It was cool to see, but it was also heartbreaking thinking that, like, I think we'd all kind of, caught, especially me, you, and Porig, had all kind of come to somewhat accept begrudgingly that it just wasn't going to happen. Right. 
and it was it was it made it so like difficult to watch. Yeah, like this, like you know, just like this game we loved so much from our childhood have this incredible you know remaster of graphics and you know look like this incredible look in you know in in a modern setting and just the, the heartbreaking thought of that we're not getting it and here we are what three four years later and yeah. the the buzz is on another level uh, i know yeah i like i was so like i i probably shouldn't have been surprised as i was mm. right because silent hill is the same company right is same publishers konami and uh this year they announced four new silent hill games and a new silent hill movie yeah right so they're like trying to get good with the fans again they're like trying to make beloved titles again and um only one of those titles is a remake which is very surprising yeah it's actually three new games as well and so i probably should have seen like a new Metal Gear Solid coming, but I think I was just so like I didn't want to be disappointed again. Yeah, you know? so I just kind of shoved that to the back of my mind. But I am, um, I mean, it's it's just deli- maybe Metal Gear Solid Two remake sometime. Yeah, I maybe I wouldn't be that. surprised. That'd be good to see. It was funny actually. I was talking to Porig about it. I think the day before all this got announced, mm. and. I, I remember saying that the one, obviously, like three and two, obviously, it's great that we're going to get, you know, three. Uh, you know, two, I think, would be the, the, the logical one to go with next. But because one has only ever been experienced within the PS1 era, I would love yeah. to see that game in like a modern setting. Yeah. With modern modern graphics is what I should say. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. But yeah, I think it's the fall of 2023 that we're getting the... Uh, the remastered uh, one, two, and three release. So that should be fun. And then I think Delta, they haven't announced the release date yet, but I mm. can't imagine it would be too far afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, we're supposed to be getting a Metal Gear Solid movie as well. Mm. You know, that's still in the works. So I wouldn't be surprised if the movie came out before. You know, yeah, um, because that's been in, that's been in the air for so long, you know, mm-hmm. that I'd say they have to get it done, and like all the money's already poured into it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'd say that's my prediction is that they're gonna like release the movie first and then the game. Imagine the balls around that. Then, you know, you have the movie and the game coming out like in, in the same uh, span of time. Mm-hmm. It would be. Uh, yeah, it would. It would. I think it would be like almost a culture shock, almost. Yeah. You know that Metal Gear Solid is like being brought back today. You know, mm-hmm. fully, and um, completely new generation of fans are going to be brought in. Yeah, like I mean, obviously, me, you, and Porig, and anyone who has played Metal Gear Solid, you know, two, three, and obviously the first one as well, we know what we're in for and we can't wait to experience it all again it's going to i'm going to steal the wrestlemania 20 tagline where it all begins again mm. and also yeah. for the people who are new to the world you are in for a treat yeah oh you really are <laughs> it is a it's a very very complex story when you when you take all three games together but uh it is 
it's phenomenal. That's all. I, that's all I'm. That's mm. all I can really say right now. Yeah, I I think they might go the route of like remaking games like backwards with so like three, two, one. Mm. You know, um, and they you know because and it's weird because like you see a lot of people say um Metal Gear Solid One is their favorite game, and you see a lot of people say Metal Gear Solid Three is their favorite game. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of people say Metal Gear Solid Two is their favorite game. Like, I haven't seen that a lot. Yeah, and, like, no. 2 is my favourite. 2 is my favourite as well. I think and... 2 two is, like, an unsung gem. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid. And that's that's not a knock on 3. Like, 3 is phenomenal. And it's def- They've definitely made the right choice with that with, you know, with that being the one that they're yeah. going to you know, put everything into. But 2 is just so... 2 is the perfect, like, mix of quirkiness, serious storytelling, like, you know... Kind of yeah. sorrowful moments, and you know, just fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's the right amount of everything. Yeah. Like, um, I I think if this makes sense, even though two is my favorite metal Metal Gear Solid, I um I wouldn't have it remade before three. Yeah. You know, I I'm happy that three is getting the remake first. I would want three to get the remake first. Um, I think it needs it. Definitely. Yeah. Two doesn't need it. Like no. Because it just, it, I don't know how it how it does it, but you could go play it on the PS2. You don't even need to play the HD remake mm. or the, the HD um, port, like remaster. Yeah. You go back, play it on the two, and you'll get a great experience. You'll get an experience that holds up so well. You like, know? it's crazy when you look at Metal Gear Solid 2, right? Mm. And then, like the PS2 version, I mean now, and then you put it alongside Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and yeah. you realize that Metal Gear Solid One came out three years before San Andreas did. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't Metal make Gear sense. Solid 2, you mean? Well, what did I say? Uh, one. Oh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid yeah. Two came out yeah. in two thousand one, three years before. It's number uh, one in my heart. What's it called? Uh, San Andreas did. Actually, yeah. I was reading about this the other day because um, I, I I was watching uh, what's it called? Uh, GTA Four. I was watching videos about GTA Four, yeah. and I uh, obviously GTA Four is set in uh, New York. Yeah, I know Liberty City, but you know, obviously it's that's obviously New York. Yeah. And not only did Metal Gear Solid Two come out in two thousand and one, months after nine eleven, it came out two months. After, like after those events, and yeah. apparently, a good chunk had to be like stripped away because of that. Yeah, because they they had like the twin towers in the uh, in the background and stuff. Yeah, and they, and they had I think they had like references to like terrorism and stuff, and it was still like it was still very raw, you know. <laughs> so they they probably couldn't um keep in more of the extreme stuff like that you know yeah um because like they talk about like i could imagine because they talk about like fat man and dead cell like doing bombings you know and terrorist attacks and i'd say we if that tragedy didn't happen we would have seen we would have actually seen it in game yeah um who knows maybe you know maybe they'll if they were to do a remake they'd bring back that stuff now you know 
um because we're still kind of we're kind of past it not that we're you know i don't want to say like oh we've forgotten about it you know yeah but, but we're we're at the point now where it's not so raw you know in in people's minds so yeah 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 i guess we'll wait and see what i i, I, I still think i mean it's what 22 years ago this year it'll be mm. since 9-11 happened but yeah i don't know i mean i think how many games have been based in new york since then like a lot and uh they've always kind of steered clear of it which i get it you know yeah um definitely but yeah we'll see but obviously, it's a new era of Metal Gear Solid. But speaking of which, the uh, the other game that I was kind of referencing earlier when I uh, called over to your house when you were living back in the Stone Age with no internet was the announcement of uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. Which is not the first ever Mortal Kombat game, and it is not a remaster of the very first arcade game, but it's the start of a new dawn in the Mortal Kombat universe where Liu Kang is now a god. Yeah. Yeah, that that was from the the end of Metal of Metal Jeremy Metal Gear Solid Eleven, um, <laughs> the end of Mortal Kombat Eleven. It's like, uh, Liu Kang became like the god of like time. Yeah, uh, or something like that. At the uh, I didn't finish it. Um, <laughs> so he like recreated the universe, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a a fresh. A fresh start. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, I keep saying Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat has kind of become like quite a convoluted, like universe and kind of story. Um, but no, I'm I am very excited. If uh, I'm, I have my reservations. I'll be honest. So really, I do. Yeah. Let me hear it. Uh, so I. You know, I, I, I went I went uh, back and I played nine and I played a bit of ten as well and then I played eleven. Mm-hmm. And I obviously I love nine. Yeah. Right. And I actually enjoyed ten more than I thought. Uh, eleven I didn't really enjoy that much. Um, but one thing I definitely found was that they found a formula in nine and I they're kind of rigidly sticking to the formula, mm-hmm. you know, which you know kind of makes me sad a little bit. Um, I'd want to see them break. I'd say I'd want to see them go to like you know the three D fighting, you mm-hmm. know, with the full range of uh, of motion, and uh, like we had in Deception and Armageddon, um, and Deadly Lines. Yeah. And uh, because those those Metal Gear, uh, <laughs> those uh, those Mortal Kombat games are like they're still the, I still think they have the best combat. Yeah. And I like. I would like to say that I don't think that's just nostalgia or rose tinted glasses speaking, because mm-hmm. like, I still have fun. Well, I still have so much fun going back and playing those and just from a pure gameplay perspective like all the 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 long combos and uh everything like that that actually took like it took skill to do mm-hmm. um, that was like a big problem i had with 11 i feel like you didn't need skill to do anything like you didn't need to learn how to do anything 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my reservation towards it. Uh, but I don't know, they might knock it out of the park and they might make it really, really good. You know? Yeah, like I mean, listen, I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you said. I, I suppose all I'm, I'm gonna say right now is like I, I I'm expecting a lot of changes. I think you know, obviously they'll keep some tradition. Obviously, Scorpion and Sub Zero are still, you know, locking horns, and obviously Liu Kang, up despite being you know, the, you know the god now or whatever, like you know he's still a huge presence in it. But like, look, I I feel like I can get over the lack of 3D fighting if they can bring in a compelling story that you know can stay true to the traditions of like you know long term fans like us but also mm. keep it progressing to the point where people will new people will want to play the game and I feel like Mortal Kombat sometimes gets forgotten about a lot as like a compelling interesting story I think people just think of it as like you know larger than life characters that you know make silly noises so yeah. As long as it can achieve that and get rid of that stigma, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, <clears throat> I hope definitely they go back to a more. And I know this might sound funny because we're talking about Mortal Kombat here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hope they'll go back to a more gritty, um, feel mm-hmm. to it, um, because. I, I always saw it as more combat as quite a dark kind of universe. Yeah. You know? And you could see that, like, it, especially in the early games, really up until nine. um, Up until nine and bar, like, one and two. Mm-hmm. There was almost like a horror feeling to the games. Yeah. You know? um, and that really fit it. Uh, that really fit Mortal Kombat. And uh, we haven't seen that in uh, 9, 10, 11. So, may, and from the trailer of one, like it does look really disgusting. You know, <laughs> like it does look, uh, I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll be going to a more metal, you know, kind of, um, kind of feel again. I think that's what I'm excited for because it seems like they are a little bit. What I loved about the trailer was how, like, it started off with, like, zero violence, like, whatsoever, and it ended with just fucking necks being broken, guts being splattered everywhere. It was, like, there was no, like, transition. It was just, it went from zero to 100 real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, it it was really good. It was a really good trailer. I think nobody can knock the trailer. No. Um, But, you know... Uh, that three there's been three leaks. There's been sorry. There's been a leak of three character DLC characters they're gonna have. Really? Yeah. Um. Uh. I, I think it was Omni Man, right? Uh-huh. And you know Peacemaker. Oh yeah, yeah. John, John yeah. Cena played Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Homelander from the boys is. John Cena gonna be portraying. I think I think he might. I think he might. That would be fucking class. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would that would be amazing. That That alone would make it my favorite Mortal Kombat. Okay, maybe not that far. Yeah. But you get the point. That would be fucking cool. John John Cena in a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. I mean Ronda Rousey. 
obviously voice Sonya Blade. So yeah, uh, I I yeah, I I I think they're like three. I think it's interesting because three of those characters are like dickheads in different ways. Mm. <laughs> um, so, uh, like the only like character who's like actually good out of those, like a good person, is Peacemaker, is John Cena's character. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but I think yeah, all three definitely fit to be Mortal Kombat. Like I, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's exciting and- times. Yeah, new new Spider Man game as well, actually. Yeah, Tekken 8. You tech it all, oh, Tekken 8. So excited for that. Actually, at the, the day that this episode will be coming out, Street Fighter 6. Yeah. I played a bit of the demo. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. I've never been a huge Street Fighter fan, but it, I it thought the demo was pretty good. Yeah. Would you would you imagine that Tekken 7 came out in two in, in 2015? What's crazy about Tekken uh, 7 2015? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. mental because what's crazy about it is like I, I, I played it recently. I hadn't played it in ages and there's a big heavy New Japan Pro Wrestling and Bullet Club influence on us. Yeah. Now that came in that was a DLC that came in in 2017. That's why 2015 shocked me because this was in 2017 when like Bullet Club was like the big thing outside WWE. Mm. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, because Okada has his stuff in there too. And that was like a real sign of the times. Like New Japan and the Bullet Club are nowhere near as prevalent outside of you know WWE as they were. They're no they're not as they're not the the big deal they wore back in 2017, which is kind of crazy now going back to play it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um uh, it did. It, it just had like I feel like Tekken Seven came out like yesterday. Mm. You know, like it, it was so. It's just so fresh in my mind now. I, I guess that's a testament to how good the game is. Jesus Christ, February eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah. Wow. That's over eight years ago. Yeah. Fuck me. Mm. I didn't and know that. This will be. This will be the first game without Hihachi. Yeah. Um, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I guess though, in a way, you know, it's Tekken Seven is a good send off of a new beginning. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, in less exciting news, AEW Fight Forever is coming out this month. Uh <laughs> it looks, it looks like something. Yeah. It I, I don't want to like you. People think I'm an AEW hater and whatnot. Look, I listen. They are what they are. Right. Sometimes mm. I wish they would realize they are what they are, but this game does not look like someone. Someone left a comment, and it was I think the comment got more likes than the video did. Yeah. Um, someone said like you may as well just play two K twenty three and just download your favorite AEW characters. Yeah, it looks. It's like remember that game All Stars. Uh yes. So it kind of has like those similar body types for certain wrestlers. Like, it looks like a PS2 game. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Look, I don't know if I'm going to... I might get it. I'll see. But, like... Like, I just saw Cody Rhodes' uh, character render there when I was... um When I was opening up my phone. And, uh... Yeah, I bet he's happy he left that company. Yeah. I'd say so. Oh, that's see? Cody getting on to me right now. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. It's... Oh, see. That's the art they have on their website. 
protagonist. Like oh wow! Isn't that so fucking cool? That is epic. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna say something now, right? I've said this to Porik before. Yeah, I've said this to you before, but I'm gonna say it again. Yeah. But I stand by it, right? Hmm. I never thought, right? Yeah. I never ever thought that I would ever see anything that would top Tekken 5's intro. Oh yeah. Until I saw Tekken 7's. Yeah, Tekken 7's intro is is really good. Between the the music, which is called Beginning of the End, between that line from Heihachi where he says, it's right at the end, where he says, fighting is about who's left standing and nothing else. Yeah. That is a badass line if I've ever heard one. Get shit. I get chills every time I hear that. Oh, God. What a fucking intro. It's very exciting times ahead in the gaming world. Um, unless you're a fan of All Elite Wrestling. Anyways, all right, I'll stop shitting yeah. on that now. Um, right. I've decided I'm going to break up these segments, right? Because what I've done for this episode, Al, is I've picked out a few, a few key things happening in the world that I would like to talk about. Yeah, that was obviously the first one with you know the releases of Metal Gear Solid, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken, and Street Fighter to a certain extent. And I've got some fun little in between things to talk about as well. Taking a page out of my favorite podcast, the Believe You Me podcast with uh, Michael Bisping, Anthony Smith, Harrington, and Brian. So normally they would pick a non MMA story and have a bit of a laugh, but since ours are you know our, our main um, topics of conversation are around these stories coming out. I've, I've come up with a fun little challenge here. So I'm going to ask you a question, a fun question in between each topic. And the first one is, give me your most overrated beverages. Most overrated beverages? Well, gonna, can I give you mine first? Yeah. Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max. Uh, that is, I like completely agree with you. <laughs> I fucking don't get it. Any zero sugar thing I think is overrated. The only one, the only zero sugar thing that I actually thought, you know what, this is all right, was Seven Up. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fine. Like I didn't notice much of a difference. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know that's that's all right. The... But, like people who like people who enjoy regular Pepsi, right? Yeah, they just enjoy regular Pepsi. Yes, people who enjoy Pepsi Max make it their whole fucking personality. Same with uh, same with Coke Zero. Oh, exact same. I fucking hate Coke Zero. I I I actually have a really funny story about Coke Zero. Um, my zero Adam. Um, he. Yeah, uh, this is like years ago now, right? Yeah. And you know he hopped on the trend of uh, Coke Zero, and uh, he was like, you know, I bet you. I, 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 you couldn't tell the difference between Coke and Coke Zero, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, that's bullshit. I would definitely able, be able to tell. Uh, tell. So he poured out two glasses without me looking, you know, mm-hmm. without seeing of normal Coke and Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know you won't get it. I took one sip from one of the glasses and I was like, yeah, that's Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, well, you can just fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, that's just... But that says it all. Yeah. The whole point is like, oh, you can't taste the difference. It's just zero sugar. It's like, no, I can't taste the difference. And the difference is fucking shite. Yeah. No, I can very easily taste the difference. 
but um, I, I, I told the, I told this story before about this fucking fat turd who I used to work with, and I can say that now because I don't work in that toxic fucking shithole anymore. But I had this absolute fat fucking waste of space who got so angry with me, right? Because mm. I went into a shop and picked normal Pepsi over Pepsi Max. But you would swear I called his mother a whore. <laughs> he got so offended. Yeah, I don't, and they're I... like, "What? Why? Do, why does this affect your life? If anything, you should be happy because now there's more Pepsi Max for you." Yeah. Now I'll give him credit, right? He was he was quite overweight, so maybe Pepsi Max was something that uh you know was working. Uh, it, it was a benefit towards him for his diet, but at the same time. He just, I don't know, he just, like, Pepsi Max just seemed to be, it's like he got a hard-on from it or something. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, I forget which, which comedians uh, said it, but um, he's only ever seen uh, fat people drink Diet Coke. Mm. He's never seen, um, he's never seen skinny people drink Diet Coke. And, you know, I, I you know, that, that is kind of like, uh, I what's the word? I, I don't know if it's hypocritical because I have seen, like, you know, I just have seen people dress, getting people to drink Diet Coke. Yeah. But um, the, it's, you know, like most of the people that do drink it, you know, are overweight. It's you just, know, like, yeah. it, I say, I don't know if it makes him feel good. It's just it's just the way they act like they're the second coming of Christ himself. Yeah. Because they like Coke or Pepsi with less sugar. Yeah, I, like, I think it's get over yourself. Yeah, it, it's not um it just doesn't fucking like you're drinking a, you're drinking a fizzy drink anyway. Yeah. You know? I don't I, I I really don't think like Coke Zero or Pepsi Max are that much healthier. No, than normal Coke or Pepsi. I highly doubt it. I think it's. I think the difference is so slight that it would have no difference to your diet, like you know, to any of your yeah. dietary needs if yeah. you really compared it. Like if if you're fucking if if you're fucking drinking Pepsi Max and you're going home and you're like gorging down three large pizzas by yourself, mm. you're not going to lose weight. No. <laughs> you know, like it it's not it's making such a small difference. It's uh it's inconsequential. Um, so I don't know I don't know why you drink it. I just I just find that any time there's a spin off. If that's I don't know if, that, if that's even the right word made of a certain beverage, the people who enjoy it have to tell you that it's like it's like people who are vegans they they, mm. they they can't just be a vegan they have to let you know every two seconds that they are a vegan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even well, know what a vegan was until like 2010 when Daniel Bryan signed for WWE and I was like, oh, vegan, what's mm. this? And then it got explained to me and I was like, oh, okay, like good for him. And then all of a sudden, like three four years later, this was like. The trend to be a fucking vegan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, you know what though, uh, that's that's not what I think the most overrated drink, uh, is. Oh, yeah, I forgot I didn't let you answer. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the most overrated. It's a recent one. I think the most overrated drink is uh is prime. I think that is overrated. The hell. So. As I speak with you right now, 
Yeah. There are, let me just turn around here a second. Three bottles of empty prime behind me. Yeah. I have tropical punch, which was the, it's the red bottle. Mm. Uh, blue raspberry, which is the light blue bottle. Mm-hmm. And grape, even though the light is currently shining on the G, which makes it look like it says something else. Uh, that is the purple bottle. Yeah. The red one, I, I, I think, was the nicest. Yeah. Which was the tropical punch. The uh, the purple one was, uh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Blue raspberry tasted like Aldi came out with a brand of Powerade. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Listen, I I guess I get the hype around it. You know what I mean. The fact that it's not legally being sold here in Ireland yet, and obviously Logan Paul is very popular amongst that demographic mm-hmm. and you know like good for him and prime listen he's doing his thing in, in wwe and obviously you know he's he's got he had like a limited edition wrestlemania prime which is really cool they're obviously the official corner sponsor of the ufc uh arsenal have, have a deal with them as well because i know ksi has an involvement like good for them but like yeah i feel like they'll only be able to milk it for so long yeah i think it's gonna eventually like fall out of fla- uh, flavor uh, fall out of favor um i i think um like what like one thing that's kind of concerning is like how many kids are, are, are getting in, into it mm. and um like when you think about like we wouldn't allow a kid to drink monster mm. you know and prime has like four times as much caffeine yeah, but that's the yeah, that's the can. Sure. Yeah. Oh, is that just the can? That's that's the cans of Prime, not the uh, okay. not the not the bottles. Uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, the bottles are just like they're just normal, like you know, it's like drinking Lucasade Sport. Oh, okay. Okay. There's, I mean, oh, there's probably a bit more sugar than there would be in Lucasade Sport. Right. But like, I like I wouldn't say it keeps you awake. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to, to be fair, now I didn't know that. I haven't tried um, one of the cans yet. But yeah, look, maybe maybe that's better. I don't know. <laughs> they look nice. Maybe. Oh yeah, like no, there's not. Um, like every time I've picked up Prime, like for my siblings, and you know, I've picked up one or two for myself. It's it's I've never and like because there's always kids in there, you know, wanting to get it, and I never, uh, I've never seen it. I don't think they'll actually sell them the cans. Yeah, uh, as far as I know. As far as I know, but I haven't tried them yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I try, I try the cans. I I've tried the like the ones you get in the bottles, um, and they're they're mid, you know, like they're all right. Yeah, like I apart from the blue one, I thought the other two were fine. Yeah, they're, and like they're... eventually when they're reasonably priced, I I would probably pick them up like for like two or three euro. Mm. But like right now, when they're fucking twelve to fifteen quid, like you know, I'll I'll pick and choose. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's like it's a bit ridiculous. It's not like it's not special. No, is what I'm trying to say. No. And, and then to be to, to be fair, sorry for cutting across you, but that's not like Logan and KSI making it fifteen. That's just because they haven't officially released it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's being sold like secondhand. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I think yeah, not not on them. You know, mm. it's just, I think it's a, 
as a, I think the hype around it is way overblown, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, the the, the you can th- yeah. I I mean, like my my nephews and uh, you know, even you know, even your brother and sister. I mean, they're. I every uh, I feel like every time I hear them talking, they're talking about Prime. No, it's always you something know, about Prime. Yeah, it's um. I don't know why you said my nephews. <laughs> well, it's funny <laughs> coming down with a <laughs> two-year-old. He um, has. I have heard Sonny talk about Prime. Really? But I think yeah. he's only like repeating what like Eli and Garrison Sean yeah. are saying. Yeah. So it. Um. Yeah. It, although um, Eli's new interest is uh, is that what's that other drink now? Is it is it G Fuel? No, no, not G Fuel. Um. Uh. Uh. You know, Patty is his his drink. Yeah, that's what that's not what it's called. No, no, that's. I does he have a G Fuel flavor? This, uh, this, I I was just about. I was literally. It's like you read my mind. I'm currently holding a bottle of Patty Pimblet's drink. Yeah, but it's it's called baddie fuel here, or body oh. fuel is what it was called. Oh, but they've obviously it's called baddie fuel because Paddy the baddie pimblet. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to talk about that, so I picked up. Uh, well, to be fair, Sean actually picked me up a bottle, mm-hmm. and uh, it is literally just flavored water. Yeah, but you know one thing I will say. Yeah, the most hydrated I've ever been after a drink. <laughs> really, it was, and it's it's only like. 160. Yeah, I might pick that up then. It was, that seems yeah. a lot more reasonable. It's, no, it is. It is. But that's because, you know, again, it's legally being sold here. Um, But yeah, it was really, really nice, I have to say. Well, I'm not going to say really, really nice. It was, it was you know, slightly different flavored water. Uh, But ref- like it was refreshing. And I was definitely at my most hydrated after I drank the bottle. So, I, I, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, I I I I remember took an um I took a drink of Eli's before, mm. and uh, I thought it was nice. I I I thought it was uh it was alright. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty decent. It was pretty, uh, as I said, refreshing. Uh, speaking of refreshing, okay, no, that was a terrible segue because the next thing I'm talking about is not refreshing at all. Maybe it is to people who don't like Philip Schofield. Have you heard all the crack with him? Actually, I haven't. No, I've I've heard. I've only heard that there is something going on. <laughs> so, I've never heard anything about it. Yeah, I don't think we'll spend too long on this one, but Trucker, I didn't even put a question in between this topic because I had a feeling you might have heard. So essentially, Philip Schofield was obviously a presenter on um, This Morning, which was an ITV program alongside Holly Willoughby. So his brother was recently convicted for being a nonce. And Ooh. then it, something came out because he obviously came out as gay, like what, two years ago, three years ago, yeah, yeah. something like that. And they really fucking like milked the fuck out of it. Um, but he uh, essentially it came out that he was having an affair with a young uh, someone who's now a young man who was a young boy when he met him. He was like 15 or something when he met him. And Ooh. this apparently had been going on for a while. And it came out recently that people like Eamon Holmes and his wife, Ruth, who were like also presenters on this morning uh, and people like Holly or not Holly Willoughby. What's her name? Amanda. Oh, from Britain's Got Talent. Well, I yeah, can't remember yeah. her name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. They all like spoke up about it and nothing was done. They were all sacked. Philip was kept on. And now he has essentially, you know, 
he's walked away, but like really he got let go. Right. And Holly Willoughby's getting a lot of shit as well because uh, everyone's saying that she knew about all this mm. and she's kind of pretending that she didn't because he was denying all these claims first and then he came out, I think, after he got sacked to say that, oh yeah, no, that was actually true. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot, every time I go onto the TikTok or if I hear my mother coming in the house, like there's always something about Philip Schofield and Eamon Holmes, Jesus Christ, he has, I don't think I've ever seen that man on my screen as much as I have in the last week or two. Fuck. He is loving every moment of this. Holy shit. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like something a little, uh, I don't know. That That's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I put this in the notes, to be honest. I really don't feel like what, I don't know what the topic of discussion was going to, or not the topic of discussion, I know what the topic is. I don't know what the basis of the discussion is going to be around. Like, he's a fucking prick. Yeah. I Anyways. never, I, I never, I never liked him anyway. He always seemed a bit weird. I, I didn't really have a strong opinion on him, you know. Mm. I'm not going to say I hated him, but I didn't love him, you know. I only watched him when I, when I were in, like, open ends. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's on, you know. So I yeah. Just it. Or, like, when the clips show up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, morning television will never be the same, huh? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. I did actually put a question in between here. So mm. it kind of goes off the last thing we were talking about, but it's, you know, s- slightly different in the sense that you know, obviously we talked about overrated beverages and we talked about how people can make that their whole personality, liking a drink. So I've just put down annoying traits in people, right? So mm-hmm. try and think of at least, let's say, two traits that people have that just really fucking arc you, no matter how big or small. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you one of mine while you're thinking. Yeah. It's people who act like their farts don't smell. Right, yeah. Now, I don't mean that in a literal sense. Mm. I mean that in the sense that you have some people out there who think that they are the fucking bee's knees because yeah. they have certain beliefs or they act a certain way and they think that that makes them a good person and that they're perfect. And they look down on others who don't share those same beliefs or whatever. But they don't realize they're full of shit. And they also have things about them that don't exactly put them in the best light. Like, for example, I went to college with a guy and he knows exactly who he is. And he doesn't want to be connected with me on anything because he said he didn't like things I was sharing on Instagram, which essentially all they were were Jordan Peterson quotes, right? Now, Mm. Jordan Peterson is someone who I've taken a lot of advice from. And I've obviously I'm listening to his um, his audio book or whatever it's called at the moment. And it's fucking fantastic. Right. Yeah. And I had this person say to me, "I I I find stuff like that unpleasant. But this is the same motherfucker who advocates cocaine use. Yeah. And it's like, so you think it's you think it's totally fine to be taking a hard drug regularly. But it's not okay to be listening to a qualified psychologist who has bettered my life in so many ways that it's a ca- it would be a podcast in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. The. Yeah. Those those people are. Um, uh, I uh, who put it so well. It's like they think they should they should go like. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. That I it. I know it's kind of similar to the trait 
I thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, people who like expect you to be experts in what they're experts in. Yeah. And I that might sound very specific, but I've come across that kind of person like a lot. Yeah. And uh, one place the last time, like, because uh, I thought the story first and then like what you would call it. But um, I went into a hardware shop mm-hmm. and because um, I was looking for like PVC, right? Like, yeah. And um, so I walked in and I went up to the guy and I said, and I had like the measurements like written down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, uh, I'm looking for like PVC, right? Mm-hmm. And he like stared at me for like a minute and was like, oh, okay, but what what are you looking for? Like, like, and I was like, oh, I'm looking for PVC, this diameter and all that. And he was like, yeah, I don't know, we might have that. Yeah. And it's like, you got to be more specific. And it's like, no, you're fucking here. To show me. Yeah. I'm not an expert in this. You gotta show me. <laughs> um and yeah, he was just kind of a fucking arsehole about it. Like he's expecting me to be like some I don't know, like a plumber. You know, like yeah. I know everything about pipes. And it's like, no, I don't. Like <laughs> the, 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 those people are like that though. Yeah. It's it's just like you know, people like as you said, they're like, you know, his job is to assist you. Yeah, because the whole point of things like of people in his position is that like yeah, there there will be some people who will come in and have an idea of what they're talking about, but there will be other people like me or you who would be completely clueless. Yeah, and he's there to help, but he's almost kind of looking at you like I I'm above you. Yeah, yeah. Or like I I know about this stuff. You don't like how could you not know about this? Probably because I don't spend my fucking days looking at plumbing fucking videos on YouTube. You fucking dick. Yeah, like I I'll be I'll be the first to admit when. I don't know something mm. you know, like like if I like if I don't know something um, that someone else is like an expert in. Right. And I'll ask mm. questions about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the things that that I like then that I'm interested in, mm. I don't expect everyone to be like fucking into that. And if they ask me questions, I don't get uppity about it. Oh, you just, you just reminded me of something. I know I've told you this story before. I think I've actually told it on here before, but like, in my last job, the same guy who with the Pepsi Max thing that happened, yeah? Yeah. So, you know who I'm on about. You know him by name from, you know, yeah. me telling you. He was not a wrestling fan, right? Mm-hmm. Not a wrestling fan. Like, he, he knew names and, like, he had, at, at best or at most, he had a passing interest in it. Yeah. Similar to the way I would have a passing interest to the NHL, even though I think I would know more about the NHL than he would about pro wrestling. But he was convinced that The Undertaker was coming back at the Royal Rumble this year. Right. And I was like, he, I have to give him a code name. Let's call him, uh, let's call him Brett. Pliskin. What, what, what'd you say? Pliskin. Pliskin. Yeah, let's go Pliskin. Let's yeah. go Pliskin. Fuck it. So I was like, Pliskin, The Undertaker is not coming back at the Royal Rumble. He is a nearly 60-year-old man who has had every possible injury known to man. He yeah. hasn't wrestled in three years. He had the perfect send-off. He's not coming back. And then he was like, man, this is WWE show. You can't say it won't happen. 
It's like, do you want to know why I can't, Pliskin? Because I actually watched the fucking thing. Yeah. And you don't. And then, The Undertaker had an advertised appearance on the 30th anniversary of Raw, which was the last Raw before the Royal Rumble. And this fat fucking lump of shit messages me, and you said he wasn't coming back. I was like, no, that's not what I said, even though he isn't coming back. I said he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble match. And that also, that appearance on Raw wasn't a comeback. And he still wouldn't let it go. He was like, anything can happen. And they're like, motherfucker, can you not just admit that you were wrong? Yeah, I guess that's the other worst thing is someone who thinks they know everything uh, about a topic when they don't. And like, the thing is, my my manager in that job, right? Who like he him and that other guy Pliskin would say Pliskin and Jack. You know, if you know, you know. But yeah. they are so up each other's holes, and they're just two fucking know-it-alls. Like I remember, I I I said to him in like a, in um in a meeting I had at work, like when we we'd be talking about what we did the previous day, and I was on about um or what we did that weekend. We'll say if it was a Monday, and I I was telling him that I was I refereed a session Moth Martina match. Like she's obviously one of the top wrestlers in Ireland. She's wrestled all around Europe. She's had matches for AEW, and I he, he, first he called her Bartina. Which I was like, that's not even a fucking name. And then he was like, so she's Polish? And she's fucking Irish. What, like, since when is Martina a Polish name? <laughs> but it's just the way he thought, like, from the name alone, he knew where she was from. Like, fair enough, your name is, like, fucking Vladimir. Yeah. Right? But Martina is a fairly fucking common name around here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just fucking... You know, something else that kind of, I feel like, you know, these are all similar traits that we're talking about, but like, the, you know, they all kind of, they, they have differences, but they're all kind of under the same umbrella. Another yeah. one I have, and I, I often find this with musicians, is they feel the need to have to post their feelings on every single issue known to man on social media. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Because I'm going on a rant. You go ahead. <laughs> magicians in general seem to I just hate musicians <laughs> I just hate musicians they they are so fucking like pretentious oh I, I don't when they nothing nothing ruins my mood more than walking into a pub and seeing some fucking asshole with an acoustic guitar in the corner oh my god I think I would um I, I don't it's just so annoying and they all and those those fellas you know they're they're all president of the Ed Sheeran fucking fan club <laughs> and they all try and like act like him and look like him um and play his songs um I'd say Ed Sheeran's a nice guy mm. right but um I cannot resist I get a flash of rage every time you hear any of the songs yeah um, because of that. Like, I'm not even going to hide this guy's name. His name is fucking Owen Hennessy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I was, someone told me this, actually, Um, that there was a group chat made on Facebook called Henny's Political Views. No. Because it was just like, they would, they made the group chat and like, every time he would post something about like a social or political issue, they did post it into the group chat and then like at the end of the year they'd like tally up the amount of fucking issues he commented on. <laughs> and like I would imagine it was in the fucking hundreds, if not thousands. Holy shit. 
But like, even like his fucking friend then, Dots, whatever his fucking stupid name is, like he'd be putting up things in like, I watched this thing on Netflix there last night, lads. I wouldn't recommend it at all. Like, re- like fair enough, right? You're, you are more than entitled to your opinion about that. And you, if you don't recommend something, that's completely fine. But you can tell he knows that these fucking marks on Facebook, like they, they fucking, they drool over every word. And you see people in the comments going, Oh yeah, I won't be checking that out at all. So Henny or Dots or whatever. And it's like, like, make up your own fucking like Michael Bisping, who's one of my heroes. He fucking hates pro wrestling, right? Yeah. But it doesn't change my view that I love pro wrestling. Yeah, like, you need to have your like own opinion, you know. Like, I can make up my own mind about what I like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Pe- people don't. Uh, people don't know what what nuance is anymore. You know. Yeah. They don't know what. Um, it's like you you're all for something, or not at all, and it's like nah, you know there there's you can you can agree with some things from someone and then disagree with, with other things. You're you don't have to be against everything that someone is for, you know. Like yeah, like or, I, I remember saying that. I remember saying that to the to, to the person who said to me, "You can't choose what parts of the LGBT community you support," and I was like, "So I can choose to be a man, or I choose to be a man. I can choose to be a woman tomorrow." Or I can choose to be nothing tomorrow, but I can't choose what I think is right and wrong. Mm. Like, yeah. where's where's the consistency? Yeah, it's um, it it is ridiculous. Like, it's it's a it's a world of extremes now. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. You know what? Mm. This is another extreme. True Jordy versus Conor McGregor. A sentence I never thought I would say. But here oh, we are. Shit. Now it's not a they're not fighting before you think that's the announcement. <laughs> yeah. But have you heard anything about this? Uh no. So Conor McGregor, who currently is uh coaching on the Ultimate Fighter. Right. With Michael Chandler, and that fight will be happening later this year. So there's been some there's been some videos of him. Not uh, some of them have leaked out. Other videos were like, you know. Uh, Ariel Hawan, I can't say his name. Ariel Hawani, Ariel Hawani, whoever you want to say his name. Um, I think it's Ariel. I watch his podcast every fucking week, and I always forget if it's Ariel or Ariel. I'm just gonna say Ariel, Ariel Hawani. So he interviewed him in his pub uh, the weekend uh, of, or excuse me, a few days before the weekend of the Katie Taylor fight. Yeah, which obviously was a shame Katie Taylor lost, but listen, whatever. Uh, but Connor, in some of these videos, looked a bit. Uh, on the gear. All right. And True Jordy put out some, I, I don't know if it's a tweet or did he make a video about it or whatever, but he essentially said he was concerned about Conor McGregor and that like, you know, he, he thinks he's going on a downward spiral when it comes to the drugs. And he thinks it's a shame for the people who admired him on his rise to the top in the UFC. You know, he, he th- that, you know, it's a shame that, you know, the people who admired him then are seeing this side of him now. Mm-hmm. And Conor McGregor responded to how only Conor McGregor can do with a voice note on Twitter. Yeah. And he really, like, scalded True Geordie in this. Now, True Geordie made a video in response to this, right? Right. And I don't have an issue with anything True Geordie said, except for the middle part, where he challenged Conor McGregor to a charity fight, either be it either boxing or MMA. Okay. 
So, first things first, do you think Conor McGregor would understand the words charity fight? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I think... Not at all. I think the word charity would be white noise and all he would hear is fight. Yeah. And then True Geordie went on to say that, you know, uh, size does matter and like I'm, I'm, I'm 300 pounds and I'm, I'm built like a fucking rugby player. And it's like, look, you're not entirely wrong, Brian, which is True Geordie's name. You're not entirely wrong, Brian, right? Size does matter in fights, but so does movement and so does skill. Yeah. And Conor McGregor, would fucking wipe the fucking floor with True Jordy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, Definitely. let's just keep this in mind, right? True Jordy is someone who said he would not like to take part in the celebrity influencer YouTuber boxing fights. Mm-hmm. So what makes him think that he's going to be able to take on a former two-weight division UFC champion? Uh, yeah. Uh, he he completely, Connor completely outdoes uh a Jordan like experience the experience alone mm. is enough of a disparity to 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 convince me that Connor would win the fight you know and Connor Connor isn't in like he's not at that age where his abilities are starting to like disappear mm-hmm. i i think the reason he hasn't performed as well is due to other factors right yeah um, but uh, this would be a case where I think Connor would win out of spite, you know, like where he just would not allow himself to lose. I don't think it would last any longer than 30 seconds. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, I really don't. Boxing or MMA, I think Connor, like, if, if it lasted any longer than a minute, it would for me that would be a loss for Connor. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like. I feel like I, you know, I'm ribbing on this person a lot, but you're the guy who I mentioned about the whole Undertaker thing and the Pepsi Max thing. Yeah. I have another story about him. <laughs> nice. About, about good old Pliskin. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. True Jordy, look, as deluded as, deluded as he sounded, right? At least he had the balls to call out someone like Conor McGregor. Yeah. Pliskin one time told me that uh, he's not intimidated by anybody. Mm. And this was moments after I said one time I, I when I was in Cork I walked past Roy Keane on my way into a barber's, and I said that like it was cool but like it was kind of intimidating, and Pliskin yeah. then was like I don't get intimidated by anyone like I'd go up and tell Donald Trump he's a dickhead to his face, and I remember sitting there going, what an odd sentence. That's a weird person to put into that scenario. It's just a weird thing to say. So it's like. You wouldn't call Brock Lesnar a prick to his face. You wouldn't call John Jones a prick to his face. You wouldn't call Mike Tyson a prick to his face. But badass Donald Trump. Yeah. Better watch his fucking back. <laughs> I, I, I remember yeah. I just looked at him and went, all right, good luck with that. And he was like, why would I need luck? And I was like, why are we having this conversation? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's just such a weird thing to say. And anyone it's, who says they're not intimidated by someone is lying. It, it's what I said to you like a few weeks ago and I started seeing a lot more, right? Mm. And when we were watching those like cringe TikToks. Oh, yeah. Right? People make up these really cool like scenarios in their head. Yeah. You know, like these really cool. You keep it there. Keep it in your head. 
<laughs> you know, literally. The second you act it out or say it, it's a lot less cool. It's it's, uh, it's very lame. <laughs> you, you know something, right? This might I don't people might think this sounds bad, right? But you know the show Afterlife, mm. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that show sums that up for me. Yeah, there are some parts because I know obviously he stars now, but he he wrote that as well, didn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like, there's a very emotional scene, I think it's at the end of it, where he's talking to that young girl who has cancer. Yeah. And I will say, that's a be- like that scene is beautifully done, right? And it's it's brilliant. But there are moments in that show where I'm like, this comes across very cringy because that not only is this man acting out these scenes, he wrote these scenes. He wrote the scene where two men tried to mug him and he essentially... Gave him a telling off and like, you know, headbutt one and walked away like a badass. Yeah. And I'm like, that's <laughs> just like, if someone else wrote that, I'd be like, yeah, well, look, whatever. But it's the fact that he wrote it. Yeah. That's what doesn't sit right with me. It is cringe. It is. Uh... Yeah, because it's like, it's just like kind of indulging in like fantasy. Yeah. You know? Oh, I look! I look so cool doing this. It's like no, <laughs> like Joe. That's what I love about wrestling is that in wrestling, right? You will see. Never in a real fight would you think I'm gonna take to the air. Yeah, that's what I love about wrestling. It's complete, not her fiction. Yeah, and we all know the stuff happening in in these matches. Like this is completely fiction, and obviously it's it's brutal, and it's you know. The most physical form of entertainment you will ever see, but it's great that like you can do these cool wacky moves and know that like yeah, this is all done as a performance. Mm-hmm. Whereas with stuff like that, it's like this is something you've thought in your head that's going to make you look fucking badass. Yeah, but you just look like a bit of a prat. Yeah, it, it, it it's trying too hard, you know. Far far too hard. Like to the to the point where. It, it it for me it has go away heat. Yeah, it's like I don't. It's like turn off the channel, watch something else heat. Yeah. <sighs> Poor old Ricky Gervais. I'm sure he's desperately fucking devastated that uh, Joseph Dylan Turrell is not a fan of his. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I've got one more question to ask. I had another topic here, but it's a bit heavy, and I don't want to end on a heavy topic. We can discuss it another time. Alex, what's the weirdest dream you've ever had? The weirdest dream. Um, probably the one that it, the weirdest dream I've had is the scariest dream I've had, and it's okay. it, it's a short, but uh, I don't know. If sweet is the right word. Um, I had a dream where I like I was like returning from like some event where I was like against Adam, right? Like I was against Adam and something like we were bowling. And I came home and I was home alone, and it was like midnight, and I was sitting in front of the fire, and like the the telly was off. Mm -hmm. And you know, like you know, the kind of layout of my house. If you were sitting like in front of the stove, the the couch would kind of block the view out the window. Yeah. Right. So I looked over at the window, and there's like this little tinge of gold. Right. Mm-hmm. And I look away and I look back and I like keep looking at it and it's like slowly rising. 
you know, yeah. it's kind of behind the couch, but outside. Um, and I keep looking and it's like a halo, right? Mm-hmm. And this big figure that starts like morphing into like disturbed versions of different people is like uh-huh. standing there. And like in the dream, I like close my eyes and I like prayed for it to go away. And I opened my eyes and an upside down angel without an, without a head started flying away. Right? Okay. I woke up in a fucking sweat. <laughs> I woke up so panicked and I was like, I'm not going up to the sitting room tonight. <laughs> I'm going to stay down here. I'm going to chill down here. Let's not open the window. Oh. Let's not look out the window. That dream scared the fuck out of me for the next like week <laughs> i just like refused to go into the same group <laughs> oh but yeah. mine mine feels a bit fucking silly now <laughs> that's quite horrifying yeah it was like the stat it was like a it was like a statue of an angel yeah right like upside down without a head and it's like finger is pointing to like the floor oh and one Jesus. finger is pointing up and oh. it was, like, flying away like it was flying away like it was in a like a video game. Does that make sense? Like yeah. watching its wings. Yeah, it I get you. Kind of moving through space. It was, it was so disturbing. <laughs> it was so freaky. So, funnily enough, mine also takes place in your sitting room. Oh, nice. And I had this dream two days ago. Yeah. So, me and you were in the living room. Yeah. And. With no context, no explanation, no real reason for it to happen. Yeah. All different types of felines just started coming into the room. Oh, fuck. There was tigers, there was lions, there was pumas, there was leopards, there was cheetahs. I know they're not felines, but a pit bull came in for some reason. (laughs) And I remember at one stage, you remember that video we were watching recently? I think it was in Russia. With that black oh, panther, the, the black, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, a woman keeping a black panther in her house. So that exact panther tried to come in the door. Yeah. And I tried to stop it. Fuck. And the thing fucking hissed at me. Yeah, no. And then I started <laughs> rubbing it, thinking, like, this will get it on my side. Yeah. And it worked. But then it just ended. Oh, fuck. But like, <laughs> it's the reason. Like, I, like yours was quite detailed and it was quite horrifying, you know, horrifying and whatnot. But mine was just weird. Like, it was just I no was closure. in a room. This thing happened and then it just stopped. Yeah, it's and it's what... like, how how was that at the forefront of my mind while I'm in my slumber? Yeah, I feel like it's worse that you get no closure. But... It's just like, oh yeah, there was a lot of felines and a pit bull in Alex's sitting room. Like, work 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 that one out. <laughs> I might ask Chat GPT to write a script on that. Yeah. Anyways. Well, this was fun to do this again. Yeah, yeah. No, this is really fun. Thank you for uh for joining. I was gonna say this to you as well, and I'm gonna say it on here so I don't forget. We need a new logo for the show. Uh yeah. Because I'm gonna change this to like it's not just gonna be my podcast anymore. Even I know you're not gonna be on here every week because I know you got other commitments, but uh I do want to make this a dual show from now on. I just think that uh I just think that's the I think that's the way we need to go forward. I think th- these episodes have always been the most positively, well, 
maybe not not always the most positively perceived because people have a lot of different views to what we have at times, but they're definitely <laughs> the most uh, critically received episodes. Yeah. So we do need to get on that. But uh, it's been a pleasure once again. Oh, no, it's been great. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again next time. All right. Bye-bye. And there we have it. Another episode in the books. Thank you again to Alex for joining me on this week's episode. But essentially at this stage, lads, he is pretty much the official co-host of this show. Like, they are always the most fun episodes to do when Alex is on here. Uh, I definitely want to get him on here even more. And I look forward to doing more episodes with him. So, yeah, thank you again to Alex for joining us on the show. Another big thank you goes out to all the people. And I can safely say there is... More of you than I thought who had reached out to me uh, to wonder why there was no episodes in the last few weeks. That was very, very humbling, and it definitely made me want to do an episode sooner than I was expecting to do one. Like, I won't lie, I was going to take a bit of an extended break from this show, but uh, the outreach of support definitely meant an awful lot. And listen, lads, I love doing this podcast. I do. I love podcasting anyway. It's something that I've definitely uh, just absolutely adored doing these last few years. And I remember when I stopped doing my old uh, pro wrestling show, Joe Tart Rising. And, uh, you know, between the time I ended that and started the original Straight Outta Klein, like that was only about maybe a five, four or five month gap. But I remember really feeling it and really missing it. And I was so excited to get started up again. And we had such a great time with the original Straight Outta Klein, which eventually came into this show. And, you know, there's some great episodes of Joe Tart Rising to go back and listen to and the same with Celtic Codec. You know, there's just so much there as I nearly bring back up my dinner. My apologies uh, for people to listen to. And I'm very proud of the work I've done on those shows. And I can promise there is so much more to come. There is a lot more where all those came from. And I'm looking forward to sharing them all with you in the very near future. Now, normally I would end this with a classic pro wrestling or MMA uh, promo. But you know what? Because we spoke an awful lot about Metal Gear Solid in the episode, I think it would be fitting to take one of my favourite scenes from the Metal Gear series to give a bit of nostalgia to those of you who have played it and to give a bit of a teaser to those of you who have not played it. Here is a great ending scene from Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh my god, I cannot wait to play this game again. And I cannot wait to release more episodes of this podcast. And until next time, lads, enjoy this Metal Gear Solid promo, for lack of a better term, and I'll talk to you all later. Snake, listen to me. She didn't betray the United States. No. Far from it. She was a hero who died for her country. She carried out her mission knowing full well what was going to happen. Self-sacrifice. Because that was her duty. Even the boss. I hereby award you the title of Big Boss. You are a true patriot.
Locks in the army. Someone like him to handle our top secret sneaking missions for us. A man who combines the qualities of a soldier and an agent. The boss's defection was a ruse set up by the US government. It was all a big drama staged by Washington so they could get their hands on the philosopher's legacy. And the boss was the star of the show. They planned it so that they could get the legacy that Colonel Volgan inherited and destroy the Shagohat at the same time. Only a legendary hero like the boss could have earned Volgan's trust. Finding out where the philosopher's legacy was hidden was to be her greatest mission. Everything was going according to plan. But then something happened that no one could have predicted. Colonel Volgan fired an American-made nuclear warhead at Sokolov's research facility. Khrushchev demanded that the U.S. government provide proof that it wasn't involved. They couldn't just abort the operation to steal the legacy. So the operation itself was greatly expanded and revised. The authorities in Washington knew that in order to prove its innocence, they'd have to get rid of the boss. And that one of their own would have to do the job. The public couldn't be allowed to find out about it. Not ever. This, they concluded, would be the best way to keep the whole thing under wraps. The boss wouldn't be allowed to come back home alive. And she wouldn't be allowed to kill herself. Her life would be ended by her most beloved disciple. That was the way the government wanted it. That was the mission she was given. And she had no choice but to carry it out. Her death in your hands was a duty she had to fulfill. Out of duty, she turned her back on her own comrades. A lesser woman would have been crushed by such a burden. The taint of disgrace will follow her to her grave. Future generations will revile her. In America, as a despicable traitor with no sense of honor. And in Russia, as a monster who unleashed a nuclear catastrophe. She will go down in official history as a war criminal. And no one will ever understand her. That was her final mission. And like a true soldier, she saw it through to the end. But I think she wanted you, of all people, to know the truth. She wanted to live on in your memory. Not as a soldier, but as a woman. But she was forbidden to tell you herself. And that's why she told me. Snake. Briefing will endure only in your heart. Everything she did, she did for her country. She 
sacrificed her life and her honor for her native land.